0: Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. I step back and kissed myself! Oh, my god! time! Windy City Assassin does it again! We're now into September and the roster is filled out for the Bulls. They filled it out this week ahead of training camp starting at the end of the month. Let's look at who they signed, including a player I covered in college. This is really weird for me, having a player I covered in college playing for the Bulls this year. We'll have all this and more on this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Schultz. It is so great to be back with you for another week. Yes, the Bulls got busy this week, this Labor Day weekend. On Labor Day especially, they were making calls and making deals, and they ended up signing three players, Matt Thomas, Stanley Johnson, and Alizé Johnson. These signings were really important because it allowed the Bulls to fill probably the biggest need on this roster right now, front court depth. They got plenty of it with Alizé and Stanley Johnson and Matt Thomas. We seem to think it's a training camp deal or a two-way deal. It's not guaranteed, I can tell you that. But either way, the roster's done. Let's look at these guys. They're going to be back end of the rotation players. These are not going to be high-impact players out of the gate. I'm going to start with Alizé Johnson because I have the connection with Alizé Johnson. So he went to Missouri State, which is in the Missouri Valley Conference. If you know my background, you know I went to Loyola Chicago, wrote for the student newspaper for four years, covered the basketball program and the Valley. It's the Valley actually went to Arch Madness four times in my college career, so I covered Alizé when he came to Missouri State out of junior college. His junior year, his first year at Missouri State, was my freshman year, and then his senior year, obviously, was my sophomore year. His senior year is where he kind of got on the map in the Valley. He was a double-double machine, Missouri State's best player by far, and he was an absolute force. He's a ferocious rebounder. I can vouch for that personally. He is an insane rebounder, and he can score. He scored pretty well in college, and he hasn't really had the opportunity in the NBA. He was drafted 50th overall in the second round by Brooklyn in 2018. He split some time in the G League, then on the big club, didn't really get an opportunity to shine. Now he has that in Chicago. He's on a two-year deal. And Welch reported it was worth $3.6 million. And I had a story. I tweeted this out, and I can tell it a little more in depth here. Loyola played Missouri State in 2018. And I can tell you the date. It was February 3rd, 2018. And I remember it because it was at Gentile Arena. This is the year Loyola made the final four, to give you some context. They're going through conference play. They're running the gamut in conference play. They're just winning, winning, winning. Missouri State comes to town. Missouri State was the preseason favorite that year. Loyola was picked second. Missouri State was underperforming under Paul Lost, their head coach, and going into this game, we knew Alizé Johnson was getting some NBA hype. A double-double machine. He was awesome for the Bears, and I'm going to this game, and I find out there's some scouts there. You know, they keep the scouts in the upper bowl of Gentile Arena at Loyola, you know, they They're not courtside. They don't want to be seen very much. Anyway, I'm walking to my seat. I just got into the arena and I set my stuff down at the media table and I look and there's this guy in a black quarter zip and I'm thinking to myself, I've seen that guy before. So I set my stuff down, go to the media room and find the SID, Bill Barron's at Loyola. And I turn to him and I go, hey, there's this guy out there. Looks a lot like John Paxson. And he jokes to me, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's his brother. You know, that's not John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we both knew he was kidding. It it was John Paxson, courtside of genteel. So I ate my food, went outside. He's still sitting there. Set my can of Coke down and went back over, and I talked to him. This is the time I met John Paxson. And I'm talking to him like, hi, I'm Nick Schultz. I'm with the Loyola Phoenix. Like, It's nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. I was. I'm, I didn't agree with him as an executive, but I'm a big John Paxson fan, and I always will be. And I was just, you know, schmoozing a little bit. And then I asked him, so uh, who are you here watching? And he turns to me and he goes, well, I don't know, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you're here watching LSA, right? He's like, eh, maybe. And I'm like, yeah, I figured you would be. And we were, I mean, we chit-chat a little bit. Nice guy. Pax is a great guy. And he told me that, you know, there were a couple players there that he was watching, supposedly. He was there watching LSA Johnson. And I went back and I found the box score the other day. Loyola won that game 97 to 75. That's not a typo. The score was 97-75. to 75. Loyola shot 61% from the floor. And Alizé Johnson had 14 points and 9 rebounds in front of all these scouts and John Paxson. Pack State for the game. Clayton Custer, by the way, for Loyola was the leading scorer with 23 points. All but three Ramblers scored in that game, including my guy Carson Shanks. I'm going to give him that shout-out. He even tweeted, hell, even I scored in that game. He scored two points. But that's the time I met John Paxson. And it was about Alizé Johnson. And now it's come full circle, where Pax isn't an executive with the Bulls anymore, but Arturis Karnaschovas went out and signed Alizé Johnson. So part of me hopes that Alizé comes to Rogers Park, where Loyola's at, and, you know, just comes back to the place where Loyola fans didn't really like him because he was so good, but he's a really good guy, and he's a good player, and I love telling that story. I don't think I've ever told that story, by the way. I remember tweeting about it, that I talked to Pax, and he was there watching Alizé. I remember, I remember tweeting all that. But I don't think I've ever told that story. So I had to get that off my chest. Thank you for indulging me. And that's just part of my connection here. This is just really weird. I've had guys I covered, friends of mine, play for the Windy City Bulls. I'm talking Milton Doyle played for the Windy City Bulls. Dante Ingram trained with them and played in the Summer League with them. They played at Loyola. But I've never had a guy I covered play for the big club so this is really weird for me but either way let's look at what he brings to the table on the court now that I've done talking about him off the court 2.9 points per game in the NBA and 3.2 rebounds per game he's played 49 games in his career now I try to translate this to 82 games and if I'm asked right it averages out to about five points a game and five and a half rebounds per game over 82 games He's going to be a high upside piece. He's got a guaranteed deal. It's two years. I think he's going to be essential off the bench, good front court depth. And again, he's a rebounding machine. I mean, I remember watching him in college and I'm sitting there watching him and he's just eating. I mean, he had, oh my goodness, watching him rebound in college. If he can be half of that in the NBA, he's going to be fine. And this is a really good opportunity for him with the Bulls, with this young roster, I am all over this signing. I absolutely love it. And learn the name Alize Johnson. A-L-I-Z-E. Alize. Learn it. The other Johnson they signed was Stanley Johnson. Eighth overall pick by Detroit in 2015, who hasn't really been a star in the NBA. He's going to be a solid bench piece. The Bulls signed him this week as well. It broke actually before the Alize news broke. So in Stanley Johnson's career, which is like 130-some games, 6.2 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game. He's a good defender, too. Again, he's one of those. He was drafted eighth overall. And I don't want to call him a bust because I don't think that's fair to call anyone a bust unless they're the number one overall pick and just don't perform at all. But I think he's going to be good off the bench. The big thing here with him, he adds to the front court depth with his defense. I've noticed that a lot with Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley. They're going more for defense. You're not going to get the flashy offensive guys on the bench. You're going to get guys who grind, they play defense, they are gritty. And Stanley Johnson fits that mold. And I don't have any problems with this. I think this is going to be a solid signing. Again, it's back end of the rotation. All of these are back end of the rotation here. L.J. Johnson's not going to start. Stanley Johnson's not going to start. If Matt Thomas makes the big roster somehow, he's not going to start. These are all... Maybe borderline second unit, maybe back end of the bench. But either way, that's what you need. You need depth. And this front office has gone out and was smart about getting some depth to this roster. And I think Stanley Johnson's a good fit. He's not the biggest name in the world. He's not, you know, your Alex Caruso. But still, these under-the-radar signings can sometimes make or break your team. And I don't see any problem with Stanley Johnson taking a flyer on him. Matt Thomas is kind of the wild card out of these signings. You know, he's not guaranteed. It's not, um, is he going to be a two-way? Is he just going to be a training camp deal? We don't know. I mean, he's not Alza or Stanley Johnson, but he still maybe could just provide some bench help, maybe go to Windy City for a while and go through training camp, especially that's going to be big, having training camp experience under his belt. So he's kind of the one that we're sitting here going, we don't know much about his situation. The Bulls have not announced these deals, by the way. They have not said anything about them, at least that I've seen. So we don't really know the parameters of especially Matt Thomas's deal. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But it's just a name that came up this week, and I figured I'd talk about it on the show here. Moral of the story, as I said at the top of the show, we're in September now. We are 20 days, because this is September 8th when I'm recording this, and this is going to drop on Apple, Spotify, wherever. We are 20 days away from the start of training camp at the Advocate Center. That means there's light at the end of the tunnel. Here's kind of the timeline of our run-up to the season. Training camp, September 28th. There are four preseason games on the schedule this year. First one's October 5th, then October 8th, October 10th, and October 15th. Regular season starts October 20th at Detroit. So it's going to come quick. 20 days left until we get a lot of Bulls news. We get training camp. We'll have media day. It's going to be awesome. I hope it's some semblance of normalcy, too, with, like, in-person media sessions again. I love telling the story of the 2019-2020 media day with Jim Boylan, John Paxson, and Gar Foreman when I had to log it for NBC Sports Chicago when I was an intern. And I had to listen to that entire press conference, and I wanted to bash my head into the table. Now, this year, hopefully they have those press conferences, and we're sitting there going, they're saying the right things. This is so reassuring. I think that's what's going to happen. But it's coming up quick, and we got football starting this weekend as well. I know this is a bold podcast, but we do have football starting up this weekend, which brings me to this little promo from Believe HQ that I like to bring up here. We are partnering with Play Action Pools this season. So we're hosting a game called College Football and NFL Pick'em. It's an open game for fans and friends and Believe podcast hosts. Here's what you do. You pick the winners against the spread. Ten will be provided each week. It starts week one. And there are weekly prizes. And the winner gets a pair of DC shoes and electric sunglasses. And you'll compete against Believe hosts and just the general public. And we get to promote our podcast as well. I'm hoping to be involved in this. I'm kind of trying to work out a couple things with it. And I'd love if you're involved too. And we'll maybe compare them on the show. We'll see. But that's something fun to keep in mind this football season. Week one starts tomorrow. This is Wednesday. So week one starts Thursday. Tampa Bay and Dallas. And the Chicago Bears play on Sunday night football against the LA Rams. I know I will be glued to the TV. And I hope you are too. So we've got football coming up. We've got Bulls basketball coming back at the end of the month. It's a good time to be a Chicago sports fan. That is a wrap for this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the pod, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a lot of fun in store in the run-up to training camp and the preseason and then the regular season opener next month. I hope you'll join me for all that. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, get the vaccine when you can. And I look forward to talking back with you right here next Wednesday on Believe in Bulls. Have an awesome week, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger.